This week's podcast brought to you by Nap Maps. The other day, our nine-year-old came into the room and said to me and her older sister, you know how you guys have words that make you cringe? I have a word that is so satisfying. Plump. Says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Well, we're back. I never left. I did leave, but I, I'm wondering if the viewers are disappointed to hear our voices again. They might be. Well, last week I, I tweeted that we didn't have a podcast and it was all your fault. So I think we should um, elaborate on uh, on why we didn't have a podcast well, think, last week. I think they'll be disappointed that it wasn't my fault. Um, I'd like to take the blame if it were. But a week ago, Monday night, you were at stores doing UConn, Oregon. Yes. So there was a late night Monday night. And then I had an early morning Tuesday to take our daughter to high school and then go straight to the airport and was gone Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So that's why we didn't have a podcast. I we guess it is my fault. We normally record the podcast on Tuesday, but you were not here. So, um, and in a pinch, we tried to do it on Monday, but you weren't here. I wasn't here. Yeah. And then I said, oh, you know, let's do it when I get home from the UConn, Oregon game. And that certainly didn't happen. No. So, uh, I think I was in a, in a coma when you got back from the UConn, Oregon game. I think you Maybe were. Maybe even during the UConn, Oregon game. <laughs> and then the next day, you weren't in a coma, but you were in Milwaukee. I was in Tacoma. No, I was, I, well, really the next day, I spent most of that day in transit to Milwaukee. I flew oh, right. my, my connection in Detroit because you can't fly directly from Hartford to Milwaukee, had a three hour delay. And so I got to spend a lot of time in the Detroit airport. I felt not a three-hour layover, but a three-hour delay. Delay over because you cannot fly anywhere without having a delay. It was a three-hour delay over. I originally had a thirty-minute connection, and it turned into a three and a half-hour connection, but a layover. But but I got to observe the uh, passing parade of humanity sliding by on the moving sidewalk, and it's always fascinating. I felt naked without a coronavirus mask in airports. Is everyone in, wearing masks? Uh, a lot of people, especially getting off of international flights. Yesterday when I was at, just to interject quickly, yesterday when I was at ESPN, I was talking to one of the girls who was working there and she said um, there were, she and her, her husband and I think their kids were going to like a monster truck show or something and so she went to the uh, pharmacy. She wanted to buy the masks just because there's so much exhaust when you go to those shows and she said the, the store said they've been sold out for a long time and you can't even get them. So uh, that's because everyone's wearing them through airports and everywhere else. Yeah. Anyway. Well, as a result of having a long layover, what what do you do? I mean, I walked the length of the, the A terminal in Detroit. You know how long that is. Is that Browsed. the one that has the um, jumping water at, in the middle of it? Mm, it has, uh, it has the Spanx store in the middle of it. Yeah, okay. And um, that's the only one I can name off the top yeah, of my head Yeah, that's right a now. really long terminal. If you want to just get exercise, you yeah. can go from walk, end to end in walk, the A terminal. Walked back and forth, and um, and after uh, sampling the various uh, food emporia in that terminal for three hours, I, I then stopped by the Spanx store. <laughs> and uh, But no, I did stop at P.F. Chang for lunch. 
I've eaten in that PFJ. Yes, yes, I'm sure you have. But um, the reason I mention it is because there were two scenes that I that I jotted down that I found particularly moving or entertaining. One was God knows how many hours into a into a shift at PF Chang there was a I was seated near the hostess station and one of the waitresses was a young waitress, I'd say in her twenties, was as they were looking at the computer screen, was idly rubbing the back of the older middle aged waitress, uh, which I just thought was a like sweet, just in a sweet, endearing way. Absolutely. And and in a your aching back kind of way. My back was aching from walking the, the terminal. Was there a young waitress rubbing your back? No, the I, I, I then joined in, yes, and rubbed right. it. No. Um I uh <laughs> like a conga line of yes, back yes. rubs. But no, the other thing was as I was leaving, a mother was waiting to be seated with her maybe eight year old son, mm-hmm. traveling together, obviously. And she said to the hostess, we were wondering if we could get a table near the dragon. <laughs> and she said it very seriously. Oh, and that's, so, that's so sweet. Isn't it? Oh, my gosh. So. I, I think our son was probably around eight. He may have. No, he was younger than that. I once took him to um, Indianapolis when I was covering an Indiana fever game. And we flew through the Detroit airport. And when we were in Indianapolis, we went, there's a great children's museum not far from downtown. There just happened to be at the um, convention center, a Star Wars exhibit that had a bunch of stuff um, used in the Star Wars movies. And and our son, when I was at practice one day, was able to sit in the TV truck where there's, uh, you know, tons of monitors. And anyway, he his his mind was blown, and I'm sure um, if we had eaten at P.F. Chang's in the Detroit airport, he too would have wanted to sit near the dragon. But, but I was looking, isn't it a giant stone horse that is at P.F. Chang? Um, outside, probably, but maybe there's a dragon there somewhere inside. I don't know. Sometimes uh, listeners, just to give, give them some inside baseball behind the scenes at what's happening in basement, sometimes they might hear a, um, a text alert. Yes. Because we're still... They were doing this at noon on a Tuesday, and we're both in uh, my, high. My big, my phone is on silent, but executive positions. You're, uh, and, you're getting and, your uh, text alerts. Getting texts, and, and there there are things that you know I might need to know while we're recording, and that For might, example. might call my attention. Well, I, the, the text alert that you may have heard a moment ago, I just glanced at it while you were talking. Forgive me, and it's uh, from my friend Mike in Minnesota, and it says. According to a Star Tribune article, John Amos was fired and killed off of good times for constantly arguing with the writers and producers about unrealistic things. I did not know that. <laughs> That's Those are the important text alerts, text messages you get in the middle of the day. Those are the only kind of text messages I get in the middle of the day. Although, right before we started recording this, as you know, I got a voicemail from, um, from uh, Sarasota, Jeff. Florida. Yes. And the voicemail was, hey, Steve, it's Jeff. Just calling you back, returning your call. I didn't call Jeff. You have no idea who Jeff is. I'm sure it's some kind of a a new a new scam of which I'm unaware, but I won't be calling Jeff Jeff back. Um, so speaking of being in airports, as I was when I landed in Milwaukee and passed the souvenir shops with the cheese heads and the and the drink Wisconsin blee T-shirts, which is what the T-shirts that say what drink Wisconsin blee instead of. Responsibly. Uh, responsibly. Yeah. Wisconsinably. Yeah, which I think is irresponsibly. Right. Um, there was also a T-shirt on a mannequin in a window in the big souvenir shop as you go through the terminal that just says, and I took a picture of it. You can post it on the Ball and Chain Instagram. I 
It just says, I heart day drinking. I heart day drinking. I heart day drinking. Did you purchase the shirt? I did not purchase the shirt. I purchased the mannequin. you don't really heart day drinking. I don't. No, I bring it up because we always talk about day drinking in airports. I know. Well, I shouldn't say that. Do you... Because of your age and the fact that you're, you know, a responsible father of fours, do you actually heart day drinking, but you don't do it? Or do you just not heart day drinking? I, no, I, I, I do not heart day drinking. I, <laughs> I, I don't even all that heart much drinking at this state, at this uh, stage of the game. But my brother, Tom of Tom, Dick and Harry sent me an article from the Star Tribune, not the one about John Amos of Good Times, but. He sent me an article a couple of weeks ago, and I'm just finally getting around to it. Uh, and it's about the bars opening at 6 a.m. at Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport. And the the uh, legislature or the state uh, airport board, whoever it is in charge of this, wants the Metropolitan Airports Commission wants to change that during the next legislative session. Naturally, I thought in my naivete they wanted to change it to noon or 11 9 a.m. a.m. or something other than 6 a.m. No, on the contrary, um, they want to make it earlier because, as it quotes a um, they staff want to ad- let bars at Minneapolis St. Paul Airport open earlier. 6 a.m. is too late. Too 6 a.m. on a Tuesday, okay. yeah, to get a to get a uh, a mai tai is too, too late. late for many travelers. So, okay. staff at Barrio, a Latin-oriented restaurant and tequila bar, say it's not unusual for lines of 70 to 80 people to form before 6 a.m. on busy travel days, waiting to order a drink. By 6 o'clock, bartender Misty Law says, we have a stream of drink tickets to fill. It's a challenge. So to take some of the pressure off of the 6 a.m. tequila rush, mm-hmm. they want to open the uh Did they say what time early. they want to open it? Well, Five, they, they do say that some, some uh, airport bars are open 24 hours and some are you know open at 4. Now, I don't know many people who are at the airport before 4 a.m. When I flew back from Milwaukee, I had a 5 40 flight boarding at 5 a.m. I woke up at 4 and was in a car at 4.30 to go to the airport. It was at the airport at 4.47. Two of the flights near mine were leaving, I think, through Atlanta and someplace else for Mexico. They were code shares with Aero Mexico. And so I'm sure some of those people, well, there wasn't a bar in the vicinity for me to see, had been uh, doing some, were having a 4.30 a.m. tipple. Were any of them wearing an I Heart Day Drinking shirt? No, but plenty of them were wearing shorts. It always amuses me when it's 19 degrees out that people show up at the airport dressed for where they're going. Especially because I find airplanes to be kind of chilly. But when I've gone through airports in the morning, I you know, you'll see really long lines at a Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts or whatever because people really want their coffee. And... I've often thought the only thing that I, at that time of the morning, that I could see myself really standing in line for is a restroom. <laughs> like, if there was a line at the restroom, which there tends not to be. But that's the only thing I think I would so desperately need. It wouldn't You're... be coffee. It wouldn't be tequila. Perhaps I would need to tinkle and uh, would stand in line for that. <laughs> Very long lines at the coffee counters at that yes. hour, as you know. and. Um... Which I've always wondered about, too, because if you're about to get on a plane, there's nothing, no better way to spend your time on a plane than sleeping. So don't have your coffee. Get on the plane, sleep, and then when you get off the plane, have your coffee. Well, I was on uh, two short flights Detroit uh, to Detroit and to Milwaukee on the way out, and then I get two short flights on the way back, so I didn't get to sleep despite the early uh, rise and the late nights because I was at a Milwaukee Bucks game the night before, uh, fairly late, and then you know, slept a few hours. But as a result, when I got home on Friday, I was very tired. You were. And uh, so when we tried, 
Um, so when you suggested on Saturday that we watch Saturday Night Live, was that Saturday? I don't or was remember. it Sunday? I think we had recorded it. I said, sure, sounds good. But I knew as soon as I heard the opening lines of the cold open sketch that I wasn't going to make it and I fell asleep. Oh, this was Sunday, yes. This was Sunday. I, got, I came home from work, long day at work on Sunday, got, went coached the basketball game, came home, yes. So we put on Saturday Night Live. And what happened next? Because I don't know. I was asleep. So we, I put on Saturday Night Live. You immediately fell asleep. And so I watched the cold open, and then our daughter had mentioned that Justin Bieber was the musical guest, and she said, his mustache makes me cringe. And I haven't seen pictures of Justin Bieber with the mustache, so I was interested. And I, I do kind of like Justin Bieber's music. So I fast-forwarded to the musical performance, and I was sitting in bed, sitting in bed, with my glasses on, with my eyes open, watching Justin Bieber sing, and you were asleep, and the next thing I know... In your sleep, you reached over, you grabbed the remote control, and you turned off the television while I was watching it. And I was just sitting there thinking, of all the times that I have gone to sleep and you've said, you know, is it all right if I leave the light on or read? And I'm, I always say yes. Or if you say, you know, is it all right if I watch some TV? I always say yes. Not a peep. The one time that I am awake and you're not and I'm trying to watch TV, you just reach over and turn it <laughs> off. I thought, I was like this. What an is it, obnoxious is it, thing to do. Is it? Can I say in my defense that I was three quarters asleep? I mean. And I know not what I did. And also. No, because and also, that just shows that that's something you would do if you were completely no, awake. No, also, also, when I heard in my subconscious that there was a musical guest performing on Saturday Night Live, I figured, well, it's either 45 minutes into the show when the first musical number appears or at the end of the show when the last one appears. So she must be asleep if the musical guest is playing, unless she's not watching the show straight through. And uh, So you had the wherewithal to think all of those things, but didn't bother to whisper, are you awake? And well, then that I'm, would have I'm, taken care of it all. I'm sorry that I deprived you of I the mean, it was Justin unpl- Bieber it was, live performance. I, I, I literally sat there and looked at the, the dark TV for a second and just like shook my head. There was no audience to see it, but I couldn't believe it, especially because when you got home Friday. So you got home Friday. You were really tired. You said, I'm going to go take a nap. Okay. So you took a, a lengthy afternoon nap. And um, <laughs> and I was staying at our kids' school for a basketball practice or something, and you were going to have to go. And I mean, pick- I, in my defense, I was up at 3.15 in anticipation defense. of a 4 a.m. alarm. Okay. I, I'm not going to bring up all the red eyes I've been on. So no, I, I didn't. I was not going to begrudge you your nap. You at just brought all. them up. <laughs> I was not going to begrudge you your nap at all. You were tired. Of course, you should take a nap. But you were sleeping for a while, and I had to go. Oh, that's what it was. I was picking up some of our kids to take them straight to a basketball game, and you had to pick up two, the two younger ones. So I went in the room, and I'm getting ready to leave, and I had to leave a few minutes before you, or actually quite a bit before you, and I picked up your phone. And I looked at it, and I noticed that you did not have any alarms set. So I set an alarm for I, I, you at the time that – so you would have 15 minutes. You'd wake up, have 15 minutes before I had to leave. And then I set a second alarm for you that um, – so that you, like, you know, if you wanted to snooze through the first one or whatever. Yeah. And we'll get to your alarms in the second, okay. by the way. <laughs> so I set both of these alarms for you, and then I left because I, I didn't want to wake you up then. I wanted to make sure you got as much sleep as you needed but still got – the kids on time. So this this is you and me. So I am I am going in and as thoughtful as possible, setting these alarms. You are 
reaching over and turning off the television while I'm watching it. But we'll I think I also reached over thing. and turned off the alarms because uh, <laughs> I remember the alarm going off. And I remember turning it off and I remember thinking, Did, I didn't set an alarm. Okay. So this was the other thing. So when I set my alarm in the morning, I usually have two alarms on my phone and I just two times listed in my alarms and I'll set one of them. And then if I'm on the road or if I'm anywhere and I need to, to add an alarm, I will change one of the two that's in there to the current time that I want to set it for. When I went in to your alarms to set an alarm, there was an alarm listed for every five minutes of every hour. What it's would really, you say? It, you had 50 it's really a, different uh, times listed? And anyone who has an iPhone knows what I'm talking it's about. It's really a, a, a nap journal. It shows you Yeah, because some of them were from like 2.45 p.m., 3 p.m. Well, I, I said a lot then because if I have to pick – if you're out of town, I have to pick up the kids at school, leave at 3 to pick up the kids for school. And, and that's two, not because you're sleeping. That's just to re- – is that because that oh, no, you're no, sleeping or no, is it no, to no, remind no. you it's, it's to It's almost get exclusively because I'm, I'm writing. I'm, I'm Whatever I'm doing, oh, I, I – I'm capable of forgetting but to go to some of it would be because you're every napping. once in a while, sure. So it could be a nap journal. Absolutely, it could be a. I fell face down on my keyboard. Uh, some journal. of you realize some of our listeners are like, "That's the life I want to lead," where I have a afternoon. Well, of <laughs> nap course it journal. is. Of course it is. It's um because I I don't remember the last time I set an alarm in the PMs. <laughs> I only set them in the PMs. <laughs> I, mine are in like the early AMs. I don't remember, but literally, I, wish, I have I have the house booby trapped with with Alexa and the microwave timer and my <laughs> and my phone to set various alarms to make sure that I'm both awake and compass mentis when it's time to. Uh, if you, I you that night went through after I pointed it out to you your alarms. You went through and deleted them all. I really wish you had taken a screenshot or two so well, I could have I mean, posted just it. Just picture on our picture because every was, hour between maybe three AM. But, or three thirty a.m. and and ten p.m. But not every hour. There, there was multiple times per hour. It was like on the quarter hour, on the bottom well, of the hour, five till if, the hour. If, if you were to do like a, a heat map of my alarms, it would it would peak in mid afternoon. I would say, yeah. because by three p.m. the day, for right? Instance, like yesterday, a sh- like a shot chart. What did yeah, you call exactly. it? A heat map. Yeah, yeah. So so yesterday, you were gone. You were in studio for the UConn-South Carolina game, yes, right? You left yes. during the day sometime and I got did. back 10 p.m. And from 2.15, when our daughter had to be picked up from high school, to 8.45, when I got home from uh, volleyball. Yes. What is that, six and a half hours? Yes. I was never out of the car. I was out of the car for an hour at one point during that stretch, but otherwise yeah. I was in transit somewhere with kids. So I know I know that any work, any, God forbid, play, that's not happening, any leisure, as they say in Great Britain, uh, that I'm going to work into my schedule has to be done before 2.30 or 3 p.m. Okay. So that's all I'm saying. Fair enough. Um, the... I don't know if it was the day you left. I think the day after you left, I took our younger two kids to the dentist, and our, our eight-year-old, our nine-year-old, she's now nine, had a couple wiggly teeth that the uh, dentist deemed needed to be removed right then. And so uh, anyway, they, they yanked two of our um, daughter's teeth out, but they just they didn't even have to give her Novocaine. They just put a little um, of this gel on her gums to numb it a little bit. They were then, loose baby teeth that were coming out. Yeah, of loose baby teeth, and they just helped them get out a little bit. And um, and it was 
the first time she's ever had to have that happen. And uh, you just sometimes forget, like, of course, kids don't know certain things if they haven't yet experienced certain things. So she was telling me later in the day, she said, um, she said, when they put the, the gel on my gum, she said, I just thought that was going to make the teeth fall out. Like, the gel was going to do something that the teeth were just going to fall out. So she, she said, you know, she was a little bit surprised where the dentist then know. Like, tied it, tied some floss to the doorknob. Yeah, took out the pliers and, and removed them that way. But I was just thinking, of course, how, how would she know what was going to happen? Because she hadn't um, experienced it before. But she, it was funny because before they took the teeth out, they came and told me, you know, that the dentist would would like to help get these teeth out right here. And our daughter looked at me with a little bit of fear in her face. And I said, well, when your older sister had to have teeth removed from the dentist, the tooth fairy brought a little bit more money when um, when they didn't just, you know, fall out, when the dentist had to take them out. And so our daughter just got a big smile on her face and she said, yes, let's do it now. <laughs> so the motivation to, uh, to get her teeth yanked out. Um, Another thing I did while you were gone is I, our, we ran out of dog food for our, our wonderful, wonderful I know because pet. I, when I fed her her last meal before I left, I, I left you a note. Yeah, that you said left me a note. She needs dog food. And, and so I went to the store to get, to get some, and, um, and they had some cats there that uh one is a one-eyed cat i've seen that at- uh, the, i didn't see the one-eyed okay. cat they have they have a couple of other cats they they look like kittens they're tiny but they are full grown and i just asked them cuz these two cats look very much alike i said are they from the same litter and they said probably um these cats were rescued from a hoarder who had 90 cats 90 cats living in a smallish um smallish house and they said the reason they're so small we think is because they're all inbred and um so they're that's as big as they're going to get but can you imagine being in a home with 90 cats because i can't 90 nine zero 90 I, I wonder what the uh the highest number of cats in our listening audience is at any given household like, what's in a reasonable number of cats to have I think you. I think single digits is a reasonable number. I mean, of course, if if your cat just has kittens, that's going to increase the number. Ninety but, uh, seems the over under has got to be below high. ninety. Yeah, you should be below my um, my playing jersey number, which was fifty. You should certainly, I think, be below fifty. Well, I mean, I think for for dogs, I I put the over under at one. <laughs> well, um, yes. Speaking of uh, things you probably shouldn't do. 90 mm-hmm. cats. I delivered, delivered, I dropped off some clothes yesterday at a bin mm-hmm. in the grocery store parking lot. And when I pulled up to it, there's maybe four or six bins side by side by side, plenty of room for, it says clothes and shoes. Mm-hmm. Please deposit clothes and shoes. And the only way you can, it's the only things you can put in there because it's it's a little handle that you pull down and you put the small bag in there and you deposit in there so sitting in front of the bin in the grocery store parking lot naturally in the rain it's been raining for three days here was an old rained on vacuum cleaner (laughs) of course is there there a bigger jerk move and i use the word jerk as in place of others words that i'd rather use than than that Then leaving the vacuum cleaner where you're supposed to. Then leaving the vacuum cleaner in the grocery store parking lot next to the uh, 
the clothes donation bin. Yeah, there are some bigger jerk moves, but um, I also but that saw certainly a, is one. I saw, also saw a like a uh, fabric sectional sofa in the rain yesterday. Where somebody that's curbside somewhere that um, it was a real hot property, I'm sure, for somebody to. Did it have a free sign next to it? I think or the free was implied. Within, I think. The, yeah, it's basically saying, "You take this to the to the dump." I don't feel like paying the 10 bucks. That's exactly what it's saying. It wasn't you who left the vacuum, was it? It was not me. When you were in Milwaukee, you were out there interviewing some some people, and uh, you texted me. Do you remember exactly what your text said? Um, I think you tweeted it, so maybe you remember better than I do, since you wrote it down and, and rolled me under the bus. Yes, you texted me, and you said... I just interviewed so-and-so, and he was the most likable athlete slash human being I've ever met. Well, he was a very—I mean, it, it was a, a player on the Milwaukee Bucks. I was out there doing a story, and, um, and um, I mean, whenever I say something like that, first of all, it's, it's hi- hype, right? I mean, I, 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 I was—it uh, was a super uh, personable— pleasant, uh, interesting guy to talk to. So when I texted that to you, I didn't tweet it, I texted that to you, I hope you understand that always implied is present company accepted. I mean, I don't well, no, I, I don't I, think I, of you as a human being, right. much less an athlete. Right. No, I. There, there's no part of me that was annoyed or took offense. I just, I, I said, oh, great, I'm, I'm glad it went so well. And then I thought for a second, Oh, he's a moron, <laughs> meaning you, not the guy you were uh, you were interviewing. So, no, it, it there was there was no part of me that found it anything other than tweetable. Yeah, I had no desire to marry this person. Oh, that's that's good to know. Uh, to uh, to reach over and turn off turn off his Saturday Night Live when it was no. uh, on. So you've got that <laughs> going for you, which is which is nice. And uh, he probably would have been able to help you set your alarms. Uh, perhaps, perhaps, but um, but anyway, when uh, any idea when uh, Sports Illustrated will be running your Milwaukee piece? Well, I've got to I've got to write it oh, first. You've got to so write that's, it. That's no. a, so it'll be a while. A, it'll be a while. <laughs> the magazine is a monthly now, so. Will you um, mention in there that this athlete is the most likable? No, of course not. Human being you've ever met? No, of course no? not. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I I will be absent from the story, so will not be a first person. But, you also have experienced some basketball this week. It's and, been a big uh, week in, in women's basketball, and both in college and in the WNBA. First of all, in college, Oregon came into UConn and beat UConn at Gamble Pavilion for the first time in a really long time. That that not Oregon had, It was the first time Oregon ever beat UConn, but it's the first time UConn had lost there um, since 2007, I believe. And then, or maybe it was since 2013. It's been a really long time. And then just last night, South Carolina beat UConn for the first time ever in a game in which UConn scored two first quarter points. I just, I couldn't believe it. Um, both teams struggled to score in the first quarter and, and then they came alive the last three quarters. But I, I, I didn't see it because I was driving around, but how, how two points? I understand South Carolina is a very good defensive team. They're an amazing UConn defensive is not, team. You know, UConn um, had, uh, had a number of turnovers and then they just missed a bunch of shots and be, and. They weren't getting out in transition, so it's not like they were missing layups. They were missing contested, difficult shots. Um, but two points is still kind of unheard of for them. 
So uh, the women's basketball, the college women's basketball landscape is taking a little bit of shape. You know, this is a season where we've saw, seen more upsets than before, more unranked teams beating ranked, uh, more top teams, number one ranked teams losing. I think in the women's game, we've gotten so used to there being a top team and then everybody else, whether it was Baylor for a little bit or UConn for a while or Notre Dame or whatever. And this year, it's... Um, it's been a really fun season to cover, and, and things are starting to shake out. It seems like we have a top tier of three teams, and those would be Baylor, South Carolina, and Oregon, who are— All uh, three of whom have beaten UConn pretty badly, right? Yeah, all, all three of them have beaten UConn—all three of them beaten UConn by double digits. But that's that's not so much a reflection on UConn as it is a reflection on those three teams. They, they to me, are, are kind of a step above— the rest of the pack in women's college basketball all are very, very good. And one thing I like about all those three teams, considering I was a post player, is that they all have a back-to-the-basket kind of post player. And um, Ruthie Hebert for Oregon, Aaliyah Boston for South Carolina, and um, Lauren Cox isn't just a back-to-the-basket player for Baylor, uh, but Nalissa Smith, another big inside for them. So it's, it's I like the fact that there are teams that, that rely on big contributions from big players because that's kind of the type of player I was. And then the WNBA free agency started yesterday and we've got these some huge um, free agent signings. Christy Tolliver has gone signed to go back to the LA Sparks where she spent seven years. The last three years she was in Washington, helped them win their first championship this past year. She's from the DC area, but she's going back to LA. Uh, Angel McCartry signed with Las Vegas Aces, which uh, a team that was um, made it to the semifinals and lost to Washington this year and is really, really good and just added a tremendous score and defender. And just today, as we talk on on uh, Tuesday, the Connecticut Sun signed Dewana Bonner. I mean, the Connecticut Sun played in the finals last year, finals that went to five games. The one kind of player they were missing is the kind of player Dewana Bonner is. She's a such an important all-star caliber player from Phoenix who is now signed with Connecticut. So there's really fun things happening in the WNBA right now and um, and in women's college basketball. So it's just been a, a fun few days for people like me who really enjoy covering and watching the college and pro level of the game. And um, so it's a, it's a good time to be paying attention for those who might not be. What did you think of the Dewana Bonner signing by the Connecticut Sun? Why did you look at, I, I realize I'm the only one down here, but why did you look at me when you say, for people who may not be paying attention? Oh, no, that wasn't for you at all, because you, you're forced to pay attention, because I tell you about it, and no, I, 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 I think you pay attention I, anyway. I wasn't referring to the WNBA, I just mean in general, oh. just paying attention oh, to, you, yeah. to, to what you had to say. We're, well, I think Dewana we're, Bonner is one of the great names in, in sports. I love that name, Dewana Bonner. It, it sounds is, like it could be all of one piece. It is a terrific name. And our kids like watching her play because she has such a unique frame. She's 6'4 and tremendously thin, just very, very thin, and is a guard and shoots threes. And she doesn't look her game. She doesn't play the way you, you think she would play when you first see her. But um, but when I was just talking about all that women's basketball stuff, and be honest with me, what were you thinking about? Because I, I know your brain went somewhere else because it always I, does. I, I, wasn't, so. I wasn't leaning on every word simply because an hour before we started recording this, you, with I great told enthusiasm, you. told right. me what was happening in WNBA free agency. Right. So, I, I mean, I'm, I knew you weren't particularly uh, hanging on my, every word, but I'm curious what you were my, thinking my, about. My uh, cross-section of my head, if you were yeah. to peer inside, really is a hamster on a wheel. It's a, uh, it's a canary whistling in a cage. There's nothing going on in there. Um, I'm staring vacantly into space, 
frequently when I'm lost and appear to be lost in thought, I'm, you know, I know people pay to do transcendental meditation and, and to try to empty their brain of any thoughts. I feel like I've become pretty good at that without any training whatsoever and without paying anybody. Just getting, being completely lost in thought. Well, just a couple of seconds have elapsed on the podcast, but in fact, like an hour and a half has elapsed in our lives because whatever we were talking about just now in Which the podcast. neither of us remember. Neither of us remember because it was an hour and a half, half ago. You abruptly remembered while we were podcasting that you had a conference call, or maybe you knew that we had a conference call, just didn't realize it was two o'clock, and you bolted out of the basement, had your conference call. You said to me you were hoping it was only going to be an hour, and I said, only an hour? Is that a short conference no, call? No, I said, I'm hoping it's only an hour. I said, I hope, I'm hoping it's an hour, and you said, that long? And I said, no, that short. <laughs> right. And it was. It was just over an hour. Okay, so well, here, here we are, back in the basement to finish up our nonsense. Did you have any of the conference call cliches that we all love so much? No, it was uh, it was it was pretty good when we didn't have um, any ridiculous business speak. I did not have to get on and, and say which color I was feeling today. So that's always a good thing. That's nice. I you know, I one thing and, and we probably won't have time for viewer mail this week. We've got a backlog of a lot of viewer mail I from two weeks. think we should like have a Do viewer a, mail heavy episode. Yeah, maybe next we just week. read viewer mail next week and, and talk about that. But uh, it's been when I was in Milwaukee, I stopped in a street corner I was, on a, I was walking between, from downtown Milwaukee to my alma mater, Marquette, and I stopped at the street corner. There was only one other guy stopped at the pedestrian, stopped at the light. And as we waited at the light, he said, look at that. And I had to be the only one he was talking to. I was the only one there. And I said, what am I looking at? And he said, the sun. And the sun had broken through the clouds. It was instantly 10 degrees warmer and I realized that in the three days I was there it was the first time I had seen the sun and I haven't seen the sun since I got back I don't think it's been a perpetual fog mist kind of like walking through a sneeze here in in Connecticut and it's uh, actually a perfect way to describe it walking through a sneeze yeah it's it's that's exactly what it's been it's a little spitting rain and gray and um, a little chilly also when I was in Milwaukee I stayed in the in the Hyatt in downtown Milwaukee. It was there when I was at Marquette, and it's no longer the case, but there, at the top of the Hyatt is this big spaceship-looking thing that, at least when I was at Marquette, was the revolving rooftop restaurant, Polaris, I think it was called. And I remember thinking at the time when I was in college, there was no higher mark of elegance or, or wealth than to the impossible dream, of course, of eating in a Never mind a rooftop restaurant in a in a downtown hotel, but a revolving. Uh, you're slowly, slowly rotating as you're eating. Um, have you? Did you ever eat there? No, 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 nor nor have I ever eaten in a revolving uh, restaurant. But you've never eaten in a revolving restaurant. No, I've 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 you've never eaten in the Space Needle, isn't there? I've I've eaten in a stationary restaurant and asked somebody to revolve, ro- slowly rotate my table as I ate. Just but to get you've that. never been in an actual Lazy Susan restaurant. No, I have not. But it got me thinking because the same week, our daughter went to a 16th birthday party for which she was picked up in a stretch limo, just kind of a nice, you know, cute event for for the kids. And it just it blew their minds, not only hers, but the our younger kids. And I was once at a car service to take me to JFK, and they somehow, for some reason, sent a stretch limo. I remember that blew their minds. And so... Those are like two things that I always thought of as, you know, if you had impossible 
a lottery winnings or something. You could eat in a rooftop revolving restaurant and possibly ride in a stretch limousine. And I was wondering if there were anything else, anything that you thought of as a kid that was sort of the height of, of um, the only you know, thing. A, a, yes, there are two things. One of them, a monocle, um, of course, too, like a Monopoly <laughs> man. And I, I've achieved that. Um, two things. I remember as a kid twice after my fourth grade year, after my eighth grade year, we went to Disney World in Florida in Orlando, but we drove. And one of the reasons we drove was because it was much cheaper than flying, but also we were pulling our pop-up camper behind us because we would we camped when we went there. And I remember thinking as... Um, you know, if we rode the monorail and went through the, was it the Contemporary Hotel? Yeah. Um, like, oh, you know, that is where all the rich people totally. stay, is the Contemporary Hotel. First very, of all, a hotel in general. Right. But the Contemporary with, at with, Disney World. With like, a train running through the center. With a train running through and, it. Like, and by the very name, the Contemporary, it's had sort of that Brady Bunch 70s modern you were yes. living in the modern world a few years. Yes, yeah. yes. So as we were, you know, waking up in our camper, like that was the height of luxury. And I can also remember thinking as a kid, um, because we never re- we never stayed, if we stayed in a hotel, like obviously when we drove to Florida, we stayed in like an inn or whatever. I actually remember one of the places we stayed, they, act- they had the beds where you could put the quarters in and it would make the bed vibrate. But I just remember thinking like room service was the height oh, sure. of absolute decadence and luxury. They'd roll in a, a white linen cart and they'd remove a silver dome with something like a like a cooked goose or something under it. At least they would do that in TV and the movies. Yes, yes. It, it, but I mean, just like, because the prices were so expensive, and I don't know what my parents had ever said about room service, but that was like the abs, like you had to have Monopoly money if you were going to, first of all, stay in a hotel that offered room service, but then to actually order it, forget it. And and when I talk about like that white linen tray with the white linen tablecloth with the with the silver tray, that reminds me also in TV, like the TV reruns I would see as a kid, which were shows probably originally set in the 60s or movies, when they had to have some clumsy exposition in the movie, they would they would bring a telephone to the table in the restaurant. Do you remember ever seeing that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. never saw it in real life, but but that was like the height of a fancy restaurant. Um, a guy almost always in a suit and tie, and then and they'd bring a, a t- telephone to his table. Yeah, just the different things you remember as kids. And in, earlier on this podcast, I talked about taking our son to Indianapolis when he was little, and uh, we did some really cool things. I mentioned, you know, the Children's Museum and and the Star Wars exhibit and stuff and the basketball game. But the hotel we were staying in had this like a little bit big closet where you could actually walk in and he and I played in the closet. I don't remember what, I think we were playing Transformers. We were playing something. And I remember after that, when we would talk about that trip, one of the first things he would would bring up was, Mom, remember when we got to play in that closet? <laughs> like for a kid, the the things that they remember. And, you know, you mentioned Disney. The other thing that really was the height of uh, great wealth to me, and I think remains so, was uh, Scrooge McDuck, uh, his his vault of gold coins that they would swim and do the backstroke in, in the... Uh, in the <laughs> I don't remember in that. In the vault of gold. Well, usually in, like, the comic strips, but yeah. uh, I think that still, by anybody's standard, is uh, is the height of rich. Yeah. The beauty of the little hour-long intermission that we had that nobody will know uh, except that we said we just said we had it was that um, I was able to set another phone alarm in case I fell asleep. So I'm starting a new heat map, uh, not so much a nap what journal. Time? Maybe it's maybe it's a nap map. That's what my right. What time was your? I could use a nap map app 
and that would automatically set alarms at, at five-minute intervals throughout the uh, post-lunch period. I would love, you used to have a Fitbit, you no longer wear one. I would love to see the sleep part of your Fitbit. <laughs> what points of the day it is and for but how long. But I'm just curious. I what think time you know. Did you, I don't sleep that sleep? much. Oh, I, I'm not saying you do. i just saying you sleep at different times. Well, I haven't, I haven't slept today. It's just in case. What time did you set your alarm for? My my uh, my nap mapping yes. was, uh, well, I, you said you wanted it, you're hoping it was an hour, so I would have set it for 2 p.m. Okay. I mean, how many? I ask, I ask how many of you in the audience right now doesn't have an alarm on their phone for 2 p.m., 2 p.m. <laughs> local time. As they said at the Detroit airport, and I was happy to hear it again, the correct local time is 2 p.m. Because when I'm hearing the time, I like it correct, and I like it local. On that note. Let's have Tom, Dick, and Harry blessedly. Play us out. Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pet live in the cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts sanity to a daily test. Androgynous and vigorous, what we give for a little rest. Stay by day just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.